You're listening to the Vic 757 Podcast featuring Dwight and Michael Vic talking all things tech. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the edition of the Vic 757 Show talking all things tech. I'm your host, Dwight Vic, former office alignment, captain in all conference, player, along with my cuz, the gate, the great one, the GOAT, Mike Vic. Little cuz, big cuz, little cuz, the connection, the collaboration, big cuz, little cuz, they know what it is. Cuz, I'm looking like the coach today. Yeah, coach. you do. <laughs> you got, the, I feel like you should be blowing the horn, next period, next period. <laughs> I, hey, I hate to send coaches in this orange. I know Ron Yale gonna have, have a lot to say about this. <laughs> Speaking I know of Ryan, yeah, a lot to say. Speaking of Ryan, yeah, we got a great, great, great guest uh, joining us today. Actually, for the first time in the Vic Seven Five Seven show, we're bringing you two guests. One of them being um, All American All Conference Ronya Whitaker, never shy on words, part of that great BBU legacy, and also first time lineman Jake Grove is joining us. All American Drake Grove, my man, <laughs> one of the best to ever do it. A nasty offensive lineman, played in the NFL, played for the Oakland Raiders and also the Miami Dolphins. Um, I talked to Jake. He came in as I was leaving. Um, I remember he said he saw me and he said he didn't think he was ready for college football because he had never seen somebody that big. So <laughs> <laughs> I always laugh when he told me that story. But Jake is my guy, man. Um, but before we get them on here, man, because um, did you see the game, West Virginia? Our Hokies, man, had so many opportunities in the second half, man. And uh, – you know, I think the telling stat was I don't have it in front of me, but um, we were in the red zone four times. All our points came from outside the red zone, but we had four trips down there, walked away with nothing, a missed field goal. Even the last play of the game, we were down there at the three-yard line. After a late turnover, we had four chances, and we didn't get it in there and lost 27-21. First time West Virginia has beaten us, the Hopi, since 2003. Now, obviously, wow. we, don't play, we don't play every year anymore. We played a few years ago in FedEx in 2017, I believe, and Hokies won that game. But at the end of the day, man, um, that was a tough loss. But at the same time, Virginia Tech, man, they did not take advantage. And, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but what are your thoughts, man? I'm saying it because, you know, I had, to pay, I had to pay attention to what was going on and tune in. Um, you know, I think after everything that happened in the game, it all came down to what happened in the end and having a chance to, you know, score with four downs. Like, you, it was four down territory and everybody knew it. And uh, that's when you got to come with your best. So it was disheartening to see that. Uh, I know the kids, I know they learned a lot from that experience because when you get in the red zone, you got to cherish those moments. It's so hard to get down there and then, West Virginia, for whatever reason, gave us a gift. They wasn't <laughs> even supposed to pass the ball in that situation. So for Not them to all. do that, show that they was bold, but it backfired. We had a chance, and we didn't capitalize on it. And I just hope the next time we're in that situation, cause that we can we can score points and we can win a football game. It said a lot about your team. Yeah, yeah, I was, I'm with you. I was frustrated, man. You know, a lot of fans have been hitting me up on Twitter. I've done some radio shows already. There's been a lot of criticism thrown at the offensive coordinator, Brad Cornelson, because they felt like 
you know, some of the play calling was less, you know, just not putting their players in position. Your old teammate and your yeah. your, your your brother, who I've been around at your MV7 camps, Roddy White tweeted, basically, I'm paraphrasing, that you got to give your players a chance. That might have been the worst red zone call. He's referring to it was third and goal with the game on the line. They did a jet sweep to the short side. No one knows. Yes, there's too much that. of that, man. It's too yeah. much of that, cuz. Every, everybody's offense looking the same. Uh, it's easy to point out. So you, imagine what the defense going through. We just played a team that looked identical to this. They might change a couple of things, but they run the jet sweep like this and they run it in the red zone. It's just the tendencies that come with the offensive side of the ball. You know, you give away too much. You know, these coordinators are going to figure it out. So we, we just got to get better in certain areas. And I'm glad it happened early in the season as opposed to later. Yeah, and that's the way I see it. Like, I'm not about trying to get no one fired. I don't even think that's going to help the team. At the end of the day, no. I've always felt in a loss. You can point out everybody on the team. You can point the offensive tackles. You can look at the guards. You can look at the safety. The secondary tackling was poor. You had a lot of false starts. You can go down from the coaches, from everybody to the stream coach to the kickers. There was a missed field goal. Right. Um, big plays. Guys were out of position on defense. The linebackers got out of position. There was miscommunications. There was big plays given up on third down. As a former player, if you think just firing the offensive coordinator is going to fix everything, and no. at two and one, that's not going to do it. I think nah. at the end of the day, as Coach Beaver <clears throat> taught both you and I and the guests we got jumping on. Yeah. You have the whole season ahead of you still. You're two and one. That wasn't even a conference loss. And we've seen already the ACC is wide open. That includes Clemson. Right. You got you got you got Richmond this weekend in Lane Stadium and out of conference game again. A game you should win by double digits. And then you got a bye week before Notre Dame. And then you got Syracuse and Pitt and all those guys coming to Blacksburg. I believe Boston College as well. So the bottom line is, see? yeah, yeah, you can win the ACC. You can win the Coastal, but. You already beat Carolina, and we caught them at the right time. They just smashed UVA. They put 59 points against UVA. So it's right there for the taking. That's why I said what I said, and you mentioned it, and you said it all to sum it up for all the fans watching. Uh, it's not about firing the coach or firing the coordinator. It's about learning from the experience. If every time something bad happens, you say, oh, fire this guy, and, and ain't nobody going to have jobs. Nobody will have jobs. <laughs> that's not right. You know, these coaches work extremely hard, and we've seen the work that's been put in. Okay, now you go back and look at it and say, oh, next time we got to switch it up and we got to do this. Or next time you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. That's the way you gradually grow in the game of football, and that's the way your offense evolves. I've seen too many coaches do that, and you're right, because firing a guy or talking, even talking like that is just not the answer. So let's keep it positive. VT, VT Nation, let's keep it positive, man, and look forward to just growing the next week all together. Yeah, because, look, at the end of the day, um, and I know we are, are the older group because we, we were part of the group that started all, but I remember, you know, when we lost games with Coach Bustle and Stein Spring and those guys, I remember being on campus, and we lost to Cincinnati when I was a redshirt freshman, 16 to nothing at home. We had Miami coming in. Tech had never, ever beat Miami. Miami had Ray Lewis. We ended up beating them with the same plays we lost to Cincinnati on. And Miami yeah. was ranked in the top 12. And it was a matter, we went back and looked at the film, everybody took ownership of the loss. Everybody knew they had to step their game up. You guys saw that, and you came in and did your thing. 
Um, and that goes on even when Tyrod was there, Brian Randall, Jim Drunkenmiller, Al Clark. You can talk to a lot of guys and tell you that it's not always about the play calling. And going back and looking at some stuff, I think Brummeister knows he's got to be better. You know, you right, played right, that right. position. Yes. He missed some throws. He's got to be better. He knows that, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think when you go back and look at the film and even the guys on the team, they pay attention to the media. If somebody's saying something consistently, then it's a problem. Yeah. It, a pro it's a problem that has to be addressed and fixed sooner or later because those echoes, they, they're not going to stop. You know, if you got to push it down the field a little more, then people are saying that for a reason. It's things that we want to see out the quarterback position because that naturally, you know, as, as an alpha, you know, I know that position right there drives the ship. You yeah. know, we, we can't play without you guys. We can't play without the bigs, without a doubt. Nothing happens. But extending from the bigs to the quarterback, you got control over what happens with the offense. Burmeister got to take ownership. And some of the things that hasn't gone right over the last couple of weeks, particularly the last week, but seeing how he can improve, you know what I'm saying? Because seeing mm -hmm. I can improve in this area, I can stretch the field, like you said. I can throw more deep routes, more deep concepts. Let me get involved and see how this play out. No doubt. Well, let's get some more. Let's get some more professionals for the job. Let's get our guest in here right now, yeah. man. Let's get them in here. Let's see what they're talking about, man. I am uh, really excited about this. We are re re reuniting you with your guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's who he is at. Still smelling in my clothes. Hey, hey, Ronyel. Hey, Ronyel. Can you hear me? What's that? Yeah, hey, Turn your where you at, man. You in the basement. Are you nah, in the, I got, hey, we got hey, Ryan, yeah, you got a speaker system going on. Yeah, in there, we, <laughs> Hold up, hold up. Yeah, you, you sound like you in, uh, at the airport. I like, Jay. It, I like it when it's natural. What's up, guys? I like it when it's authentic. Is that the, that's yeah. the button? That's the button? Hey, Jake, how you doing, man? That'll I'm work. good, man. How are you all? I'm good. Jake. What's up, Mike? How you doing? <laughs> Look I'm doing good, man. Good to see y'all. Good to see hey. you. Ron Neal, how you doing, partner? I'm good, man. I just opened this suitcase like in Pulp Fiction. You see the light shining on your <laughs> 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 ain't no change, baby. Ain't no change. Hey, hey, Ryan, yeah, you still watch a lot of movies, don't you? Tons of movies. Look, let me let me give you something real quick. So, I was walking down the uh, street two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Uh, and one guy was coming walking. One guy was on a bike. Yeah. I didn't know where I'm going with this. So they was trying to jockey. The guy on the bike was trying to go left, and then the guy walking with the grocery. Was right and hit the dude on the bike. If that didn't remind me ooh, when we were leaving Castle Coliseum and going to the dome and the cat on the bike got hit got walking, and you were like, look, man, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to fight him, bro. You need to get <laughs> No way you hit somebody on the bike. No way you hit somebody on the bike. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't encourage that. I didn't hey. encourage that. Right here, you like the white. <laughs> Y'all don't forget nothing. Mm -mm. Yeah, I got elephant brains. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Ron Yeah, me and Ron we we remember a lot. We remember a lot. Everything. We remember everything. I, the I greatest storytellers ever. Hey, and what I definitely remember about both of you and Jake Ron is after I left Tech, you guys carried the torch, man. Um, Jake, I've told you 
when I've interviewed you, when I had my column, I've talked to you, when I saw you, when I came back to Tech. I mean, between you, Jim Pine, Bill Connedy, oh my goodness, man, Key Short, the centers we had at Virginia Tech, you were one of the best to ever do it. You were nasty. Uh, people hated you, man. And, and then Ron Yale, you had that same uh, attitude on the defensive <laughs> side because you know you talked, so no. people hated you too. <laughs> before, before, yeah, look, look. Let me tell you, Ron Yale. The attitude is the attitude of a hokey, hands down. That's the way the attitude that. you got to portray is the attitude that Ron Yale came to play with. Jake, I was just talking to D'Angelo Hall a few minutes ago. Played golf with him today, and he was telling me how. You know, in terms of, you know, your toughness. And I told him we was about to do a podcast together. He was about to jump on. He was like, man, Jake hit me in my back in the scrimmage. And I had I had a hairline <laughs> fracture. And it still affect me to this day. He was nasty. Like, I can't believe he did that before, two days before a scrimmage. He was like, I, I couldn't even play against Syracuse. And we had a shootout. And we lost. <laughs> I said, man, look, I mean, if you know Jake, Jake oh, don't no. take no, he don't take no mess, man. It's all good. <laughs> I did what I had to do. I'm pretty sure that ain't fat them too much of that 80 some million, six Pro Bowls and four All Pros. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, now he <laughs> Jake, he's okay. Now he wanted to play. That shootout, that shootout. Hey Jake, was that the shootout when you guys went to Syracuse? Brian Randall threw five touchdowns, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ernest Wolfer was on fire, mm -hmm. and we could not stop Troy News. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Ernest, Keith Willis, all those cats, man, we scored a lot of points. They were good, man. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. But look, and look, let's talk about tech, man. But, but let's talk about tech. Like, uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts, man, because I know if we get all kilted, man, we'll talk all day. Then, you know, our fans would be like, yo, this is all this reminiscent. We got to talk about tech because this is talking all things tech. Did you guys, Ron, yeah, I'll start with you first. Did you see the Hokies against West Virginia this last weekend? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, what you think, Ryan? What you think? What you, what you, yeah. I, I, it, it's exactly what I expected. You don't go into Morgantown and just win. Like, I don't care how. Yeah. Look at us. We went to the ship. You know what I mean? I'll be the first to say, going in there, it's 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 no different from getting the bus rocked, you know what I mean? And, and, and watching the hill and all the people and, and coming down into that stadium. Morgantown, if, if it was a dome, it'd be illegal to play in there. That's <laughs> the original vet, yes. that stadium, you, you know what yep. I mean? Like, like those, those places, you don't just walk in there and win, you know what I right. mean? Right. We, we went in there in 99 with the most prolific offense and defense that was, that has ever walked Blacksburg. In tech, tech history. In tech history. And, and it was a struggle to come out of there with a win. Yep. You know, so you know, I, I love the fight. Of course, being a Hokie, we, we don't put our hat, hats on no more victories. You know what I mean? We go in there, <clears throat> we lock the gate, we kick your teeth in, we go home. That's, that's how we do it. You, you know what I mean? And I think with those boys put on display this past game, I, I, I was proud of them. They fought, they fought, they fought. If they went in there and got blown out, something different. But I saw plays where sometimes it were, they were a little undisciplined. But look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, that, so that, that, that's going to happen. And, and that's the atmosphere that Morgan 
that Morgantown brings is no different if they step in the Lane Stadium. They know absolutely. That. You know, yes, sir. And it ain't like we it's gonna just be blowouts. So I was proud of the team. I was proud of what uh, Jay Ham, uh, Coach Wentz has what they did. You know, these kids fought, and and I was I was proud of them to be honest. Even yeah. if losing after, I was still proud of them. What you no think, doubt. Jay? You know, I, I agree. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we went down 14 nothing pretty quick, and uh, you know, we, they really had a decision to make because it could have been 60 to seven. We could have lost by a lot of points. But man, they fought hard. They they never gave up. Uh, and at the end of the game, you know, in a position to win it. So man, I was really really proud of them. Uh, again, tough place to play. Uh, you know, when you lose that, lose the first game, uh, you know, of, of the season. Uh, you know, it seems like all is lost. But you know, I think they're two and one now, or uh, they've got a good record. They got a, they got a chance to win a lot of games this year. Uh, and I'm excited for what uh, what the future holds for, especially the defense. I, I agree with Ron. Yeah, man, Justin Hampton's got him playing. So proud of him and all those guys. Uh, I, I thought it was a good performance. Obviously, you'd like to win, but uh, nothing to be ashamed of. A tough place to play and uh, something to build on. Jake, um, I want to ask you this, man. I'll start with you, then Ron. Yeah, I'll get your thoughts on this. Um, everybody on this on this uh, podcast tonight has been in the moments of facing adversity, right? You know, we didn't have social media. It kind of was coming around as I was leaving and, and you guys were playing and started to really pick up and then it became what it is now. Um, but at the same time, we still faced scrutiny from the media. We still had to keep the team together. You had to be a leader. Jake, you were definitely a leader on some really good teams and also a team I had, we had Brian Randall on a few weeks ago on, on this one with Mike and I, and I told him this. That team you and Brian Randall on might have been one of the best teams ever in Virginia Tech history, but you guys didn't finish the way you like. I mean, you started off great, but then you had some tough losses to West Virginia and Boston College. I mean, you guys had some tough losses, but y'all were loaded with talent with Ernest Wilford, you. What would you tell the team if you were on the team right now? You know, I know you guys got – we got Richmond coming up, and then we got a bye week in Notre Dame, then we kick in the conference play. But just to keep the team together, what would be your words to the guys playing on the team right now if you were still part of the program? You know, you can look back at my senior year. I believe that's the last time we lost to West Virginia. Uh, yeah, yep. 6,000 some wow. days or something like that. Uh, and, you know, that was our first loss of the season. I believe we were the number three-ranked team in the country. Yep. And we obviously didn't handle that very well. Um, uh, I, I agree with you. That team probably as talented as as any team uh, to ever come through Virginia Tech, um, and and didn't didn't finish the way we should have. Uh, ended up losing to Cal in the uh, uh, Insight.com Bowl or something like that. Yeah, uh, that was it with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> But, you know, this team, you know, they got a decision to make. Uh, they could build on what just happened, uh, went into a hostile environment and uh, let one slip away from them. Or, you know, they can uh, they can tuck it in and uh, they'll finish 6-6, six and six, not like what we did. But I, I really believe this team, you know, they're going to put their heads down. Uh, again, Justin Hamilton, if that defense is playing the way it did against West Virginia in that, in that environment, they're going to be just fine. Uh, they've got good leadership. I know uh, – uh, Center Brock Hoffman, uh, you know they, they they've got some really good players. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna come out of this just fine. No question. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Real quick, what, what 
what you think about Justin Hamilton and the scheme he's been able to put out on display and the defense he's been able to run? Do, do you like what you've been seeing so far? Oh, absolutely. I, it, it's subtle moves, but all I got to do is watch the boundary corner, and I can tell exactly this This is Bud-like. It's, it's yeah. a Bud in there, you know what I mean? Okay. One time I even seen him do this, and I knew that was a check with me, and I'm like, he's still right. check with me. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the beauty where I'm like, he's young, but, I, but, but you can see it. You know what I mean? You can see the picture. It's there. Now, I'm excited what he's going to look like 10 years from now. Mm. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Because, because he's pulling the layers back. The layers are yeah. back. But it, 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 and he, he, even when I watch him celebrate, it's blood light. Even yeah. I don't know it. Even when the last time when I talked to him, uh, a couple weeks ago, I told him, I said, even your mannerisms are blood light. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Wrong with that. But I can tell the vision is there. He understands that the standard is the standard. And, and we're going to stick with that. You, you know what I mean? That lunch pail and that piece of paper that you put in there, you got to hold those guys accountable to that. And he understands that. And the way I watch him interact with guys, He's on his way, man. Proud of him. I'm proud of him. Cause remember, we watched him when he came in as uh, on his visit. Remember yeah, he came in on his visit. I'm yeah. Like, now he Bro, <laughs> once again, once again, Brian don't forget nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I must have got hit too many times. Obviously, I didn't have Jake Bro protecting me, so I got hit a bunch of times. Now only because he was in the secondary. To be honest, you know what I mean. That I'm, I'm gonna be honest. It ain't you, Mike. It's me. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's hey. That's it. hey, but Justin Hamilton, if I remember correctly, he played in secondary, but he also played on offense. He did it all. He was mm -hmm. used a lot. Absolutely. He was used everywhere. So mm -hmm. he gets it. I mean, think about this. You got, you got to understand something. Beamer, we all played for him. But Coach Beamer, when it came to versatility, you had Macho Harris, D'Angelo Hall, Ike Charlton, and Justin Hamilton. Very few people he gave the green light to bounce around and use like that. Um, that's a very unique position to be in, man. Like, um, I'm, I'm excited for Justin Hamilton. I'm excited for the team because I was like you, Jake. I was sitting there like, yeah, we think we getting ready to get boat raced. You know what I'm saying? When it was when it was 14 nothing, because I know what it's like to go to Morgantown. I went one and one there, and it's not a place where you can just walk in and think you're going to win. The fans are on top of you. It's crazy. You know, I see you shaking your hair, Ronyo. I see, I see you shaking your hair, Ronyo. You remembering it, right? That place, hey. that place is scary. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And I'm from hey. Young's Park. I'm hey. from Young's Park. That place hey. is scary. <laughs> I, I remember going in there, and I just remember, you know, I was I felt comfortable now. Jake, I never had a chance to play with you. I had Keith Short that year. He made me feel real comfortable with it. It wasn't yeah. a comfort level that, that night. Jake, as you watch our offensive line, what you've seen out of the last two weeks, is it reminiscent of the offensive line that you played with as far as toughness and nastiness? What do you see out, out of our offensive line? Something that could potentially get better or could hurt the team? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I really like the center, uh, Hoffman. Uh, you know, I, I think he plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. And, and I really believe it starts there, you know. The tackles make all the money, but it, to me it starts in the middle. Uh, that guy gets everybody on the right uh, – on the same page, going in the right direction. Uh, and, and, you know, he's just a, a tough kid. 
that uh, plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. And, you know, to me, it's being a good offensive lineman is about half effort and about half talent. And, and those guys are some talented guys that give a lot of effort. If you got that, you got a, a really good mix. So I, I think they're, uh, they're going to be better every week. And yeah, uh, I look yeah. forward to what happens with them. I, Jake, I love him too. And I, I'm going to just say this. I told uh, Mike the story when I interviewed you and you told me this. You said on your recruiting visit, you said you saw me walking yeah. around Castle and you said, man, if they if they that big, I don't know if I can play at this level. <laughs> hey, cuz. Hey, cuz. You was huge, yeah. cuz. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, Thank you. He, was like, he was like massive. I would have ran traps right behind you all day if I was close mm-hmm. to muscle. What was he thinking? Yeah. Hey, 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 Bustle, Bustle believed in me, man. You know, but you're right. We, you know what? I think it was, I, I'm still big, but I think the shoulder pads helped too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had I mean, the, because <laughs> you're a big, I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Him and dad? Yeah. I was like, yo, I mean, I was pretty intimidated when I came. In my experience when I first walked through the doors, and I would love to hear this from you, Ryan, and Jake, and you too, Dwight. When y'all first walked through the doors of Virginia Tech, what was the feeling like? Because I know it was one point when, when I first got there, I was ready to quit. I'm going to just say that. Oh, what about I'll, you, I'll Brian? be real quick. I'll be, hold on, Brian. I'll be quick. I was having second thoughts because I saw Cornell Brown, Hank Coleman, Jim Barron, uh, Brian Edmonds, Pooms, even the homie Antonio Banks was push pressing 330, 340 with no belt on. Come so, on, man. I was like, I'm, I'm coming from Hampton thinking I'm the best thing ever. And I was like, yo, I'm, um, I'm, I was like Jake the way he saw me. I was like, hey, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm ready, man. I don't know, yo, what was it like, yo? It, it, it was the same. It was the same. When, 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 I, when I first stepped in and, and met my classmates, you know what I mean? My, my class, you know, OTP, all those guys, you know, cool. The minute we got out to practice and I saw, the aggressiveness of Ike Charlton, mm. the, technical, mm-hmm. the technique of Midget and Lauren Johnson, you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The aggressiveness and the bite of Pearson Prelo. And I thought to myself, man, man, man. Oh, I, <laughs> I got to work. work. I got to change. Yep, I got to change. This whole stuff that happened before I got here, you, you, um, you get a piece of everybody. You know what I mean? Right. I wasn't ready for it. You know, right. I, I'm not ready for that, you know. Um, Reggie Samuel ran right past me day one before he moved to the secondary. Moop ran right past me day one. I was like, oh Lord, I can't do this. I don't know if I'm <laughs> back to the dorm. And, and me and Mike, we've had our conversations at night. Yep. You know I mean, and just be like, man, man, like, can we? Yeah. Can we? You know, and, and, and you're talking about guys who, who just real, just like you, Dwight. That's that's always been here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that, they teams you get there you're like okay we we got to step up our game this is serious so yeah <laughs> and, and at the same time it was just one of those situations where taking pieces from those guys made me more right. comfortable because they were all willing to put their arms around us right right it wasn't, yes. it wasn't about nobody coming in and taking nobody's job they were never worried about that they put their arms around us and say win out shout out to the boys yeah, straight up. Jake, hey, Jake, what about you, man? I know you you joked about when seeing me, but when you got there, and you, you know, what was it like? 
you know, I, when I when I was in high school, I was a, a zero star recruit. Uh, I, so when I got to Tech, my main goal was just to prove to Coach Beamer that him coming here and giving me a scholarship was, you know, I tried my best. You know, I I, I didn't have uh, I didn't have these grand NFL aspirations. That wasn't on my radar when I first got there. Uh, <laughs> I just everything I had to, you know, prove, make it worth his while, you know, uh, to make sure I, 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 I gave everything I had. Cause man, I, I just appreciated so much him taking a chance on me. Um, and then, you know, that, that first nine on seven inside run drill, it was like a third string middle linebacker came down the hill <laughs> on the ice and hit me. <laughs> I, I didn't know people. Uh, <laughs> Uh, man, I, all right, all right. Well, you know, so I got to know Coach Gentry really well, and, yes, and I sir. credit him mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. with all my success. Uh, without him, uh, I wouldn't be in this house, and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, yeah, he uh, he really changed me, and he built my confidence, you know, from the ground up. Uh, so yeah, man, I I uh, you know I. I I, I was kind of starstruck when I got to Tech, man. I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing the guys that I were in my recruiting class, Ron Yell and Mike, and man, these these guys were stars to me. And I just wanted to, you know, be able to play with them. And you know, as it it, it turned out, I, I did, and and I made it happen. Hey, look, hey, look, and everybody on this call, everybody on this call had a chance to put on a professional uniform, and I think that's really cool. Jake, I do want to ask you this, and then we, we got, you know, we got my favorite part of our show is Hokie Trivia is coming up. And then, you know, we got Hokie Shoutouts. But I do want to ask you this, Jake. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, the linemen you played against and played with in the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders and Dolphins, but also on a collegiate level, man. Like, when you got to Tech, you mentioned seeing Mike and Ron Yale. But were there other linemen? Were you familiar with, you know, I mentioned earlier Jim Pine and Bill Connedy. Um, were there other linemen you watched in the NFL or college? Because linemen, you know, it's funny. We are in a position where we are asked to protect and move other 300-pound-plus men from one position to another. So a running back can go and score touchdowns. But we have to also be aware of the different fronts. If they're an eight-man front, um, are they shading left? Am I helping here? Combo blocking. Also identifying the mic protections. Where's that sand? Where's that will? And we have to be athletic enough to get to the second level. Was there somebody you watched um, before, you, whether they were hokey or even um, pros or NFL guys or college guys that you watched when you were getting to Tech and while you were at Tech? You know, I, I didn't – I grew up on a farm. We we didn't have cable television or anything like that, man. So the only opportunity I really got to see big-time football was when it rained. When I was a little kid, it would rain – and it would rain out my rec league game, so I got to go. Uh, I got to go watch Virginia Tech with my dad. We would oh, go sure. to the Virginia Tech game. Nice. It rained. So you know what I think back to is, is Jim Pine. You know, I knew that's a name I've known for a long time, and it's somebody that I've respected a long time. Uh, just the way he moved. I, I remember watching film of him one time, and I asked Coach Steinspring. I said, "Man, is this in fast forward?" Because He's moving faster than I've ever seen anybody move. <laughs> uh, and, 
And, man, you know, just a lot of the great Hokie players uh, over the years, man, you know, guys that I, you know, I looked up to and, and tried to model my game after. Billy Conley, uh, another one. Uh, Gennaro DiNapoli, yourself. Um, you know, the, just the guys that came before me, I, that just uh, – that, that meant a lot to me, especially once I got to Virginia Tech. The brotherhood. Rayel, I want to ask you something on a funny <clears throat> tip. Because when I told a few I'm people ready. that we should go be on, you and Jake, you and Jake, Jake mentioned the GOAT, Mike Gentry, who was on my other podcast, oh, yeah. who I loved to death and what he did. But he was an, I don't know if he could coach the way he did when we were playing, because there was a time I want to know if you remember. So I'm coming back. I had gotten released by the Ravens. So Gentry said, come train with me. I want you to help out. All right. So I was there with him. You and Mike were still playing. And you know how it is. Jake probably got so annoyed with them 757 guys, but you guys were on one of the squat racks, <laughs> and it was you. Uh, I don't know if you were part of it, but it was Yo, Mike. Y'all memories Mike, are amazing. It was I know Mike, exactly where you going with this. Emmett, Emmett, Emmett Johnson, TP, <laughs> and Mike, and Mike and Emmett, when they went at each other, they couldn't stop. So right. Mike and Emmett are arguing about the South Side versus Peninsula and South Norfolk, and all of a sudden, I'm looking – and I'm watching them unload the squat bar. And Mike and them are arguing, <laughs> but they don't unload the squat bar at the same time. <laughs> and the squat bar pops up and hits the wall. And everybody in the, in the weight room looks. Yep. And, I blame him. <laughs> and Mike Gentry. I know, I know that. <laughs> he said that in too. And Mike Gentry. I think Emo hated me for that after. Shout out to my man Emo. But Emo ain't like me for a while. <laughs> and Mike Gentry said, what are you guys doing? Get the hell out of Get my way. Get the hell room. out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Mike, had to leave. hey, look. And Mike and all them ran like Ricky and Boys in the Hood, man. They just hit the... <laughs> I mean, Mike might have ran another four. I mean, Mike, Emmett, everybody. You remember that, man? <laughs> I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember Mike blaming Emmett. He blamed Emmett. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but he blamed him. It was very casual, but he blamed him. All of us had to leave. Because uh, cause the first person who told us that we needed to chill out, I think it was Danny Will. Yes. Yeah. Was somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Danny Will that was telling us we needed to chill out. We was too old for that. We was too old for that. And once that once that bar went up and hit that wall, man, you said exactly right. Just like Rick and them cats started getting up out of there, just like Ricky, just like Ricky. Hey, that means Ricky said, "Get the hell out of here!" He was so hot. Stand him out the door. Stand him out the door. He was way in the back. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jake, did you ever, uh, the 757 has always, <laughs> hey, Jake, the 757 then and now yes. has always been outspoken. The Richmond guys as well, 804, Florida guys as well, but the 757, especially being in Virginia, you being where you from, did those guys, because I, I know even when I was there, we are very confident. We don't think nobody in the country can touch us. Did you have to just tune us out? You know what I'm saying? Or you just laughed and were like, whatever, that's just that's just them and how they are. Like, how was it, man? <laughs> you know what? I I, I I really appreciated playing with uh, people from everywhere, man. Like, that was one of the beautiful things when I was at Tech. You know, when, when we were all there, you think about it, man. We had people from the 757, you know, people from Lynchburg, Roanoke area. 
and the people from Southwest Virginia. And you know what? We made it work. Yep. You know, everybody mm-hmm. got along. Everybody, uh, you know, it, it just worked. And, man, it really was a, a special thing. And, and mm-hmm. I, I just – I appreciate those times and, and everybody that was a part of it. Jake, yeah. tell, tell me about that story. Jake, tell me about the story and what happened with D. Hall. Because he claimed you uh, cheap yeah. shot at him in the scrimmage. <laughs> that cost him a game against Syracuse. And I think we lost. Brian ran through five touchdowns, but D. Hall was like, man, if I would have been out there, I would have been a difference maker. Ryan, you guys, they needed my help. He's like, yo, he like, Jake hit me in the back. I got a hairline fracture to this day and all this and that. What happened, Jake? Man, you know, I, I, I don't remember that one as all that well, but I tell you, one of my favorite D'Angelo stories, man, it was like his second day of practice, right? And – I'm, I think I was a sophomore. I guess I was a sophomore, but I've been there like three years. I redshirted a couple times or whatever I did. And then, <laughs> you know, so I've, I've been there a long time. I'm, I'm the start center. D'Angelo's been there two days. He's like 17 years old. And I pull out on a screen to block the corner and I hit him. And D'Angelo turns around and he goes, he goes, man, I'll fight you right now. Yeah, for I, real? Said, <laughs> I said, okay. I was in jail. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, man, this guy—he—he's he, he gonna be special. He's gonna be special. He's a competitor, Camelot, man. He really yeah. is. Camelot, well, Camelot Housing Projects. Camelot. Absolutely. Look, I, I, first day, D'Angelo Hall. First day. Shout out to D'Angelo. It's my brother. I love him to death. Like I love all y'all. His first day in practice in Atlanta. He cursed our coach out, Jim Moore, so bad. Oh lord. I'm a grown man. Don't talk to me like that. It's first, so, Jake. So, I mean, the controversy and, and as far as the confrontation, that's D'Angelo. But he cursed out our coach first day, and I knew he was going to be special. Oh, boy, D. Hall. Yep, I absolutely. love it. D. Hall. That, that's Shout my out to guy. D. Hall. That's my man. I, I like to think of. He, he, he always say, I'm your protege. I'm like, bro, you better than me. <laughs> All right. To, even to this day, he'll still be saying it. And I'm like, yeah. stop it, you know. But I remember when D'Angelo first, when he came on his recruitment visit, and um, he came to our apartment, and we had, you know, everybody over there, you know, a lot of the recruits or whatever. And he came straight up to me. And he was like, I'm also all tied with a player of the year, too. And I was like, oh, I know, I know who you are, you know. I, yeah. I, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in my own apartment. Lady, he, I'm like, you don't see this 90 pound uh, all white pit back here? <laughs> her, her, name, her name Lady, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the Hall. I'm going to take your spot. And I was like, I don't know if he was joking or what, but I was like, that's how, that's how you're supposed to think. If you go play on this defense, that's what you're supposed to think. You know what I mean? Just firing back, you know. And then I remember, um, the, like the first day of practice, we done with practice. We go in the locker room, and he come up to the locker. He was like, "I can't take your spot, man." I just, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I just watch you in those drills, man. It's different in the way everything your technique." And but see, at that time, I didn't already took some from Lauren, right? And the technicians. And the ladder drill and the footwork, Mike, you always notice that was my favorite part of the day. Oof. Footwork, footwork, you know what I mean? You know, and <clears throat> I told him, I said, as far as an athlete, 
you gifted. You have me beat on all the levels. But technique will win over talent, speed, height, every day. It'll win. I will dominate it. You know what I mean? And, and, and if you're faster than me, I'm gonna press you and slow you up. Yeah. If I'm playing off, I'm gonna get out of my. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna get out of my back pedal on time. It's all technical. And then once he understood that, he went from being raw talent, D'Angelo, to like that guy. Yeah. To a whole nother level. And before I left Tech, I told him he'll be the. In my opinion, he will be the best defensive back to ever come out of Virginia Tech. Wow. Well, yo, hold on, hold wow. on. I'm glad you said that because that's what I wanted to ask you. Because I get asked that a lot when I do radio or even when I'm just around the way or up here in D.C. Because, you know, that DBU legacy is strong. you talking oh. about – I was just taking notes, just thinking about off, – it's off the dome. You're talking about J. Ron Hosley, Ronya Whitaker, Willie Powell, Lauren Johnson, Brandon Flowers, Garnell Wise, D. Hall, Ike Charm, William Yarbrough, Anthony Midget, Philip Summers, Jimmy Williams, Eric Green, and I haven't even named – you I got think- the – yeah, I, I, I mean, that's everybody Mike. except Phil played in the pros. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. it's and we missing guys from the eighties. I didn't even get to my guys like Gene <sighs> Bunning them, you know. So like, in my opinion, I don't really know if you can Antonio Banks. I mean, there's so many. I I don't know. I will say this, man. Like, I love them all. Um, I don't know who's the best. I asked Bud Foster, and I can't remember who he said he was on my podcast. I wish I remembered. I want to say he was it Jimmy. He mentioned somebody, but you know Brandon Flowers. I think he was a combination of everybody we mentioned. The only thing he probably didn't do well because I don't remember him him returning punts or kicks. Because you know a lot, some of you guys return kicks and punts, but who is the best? Is it, is, it, is it you? Who was the best? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. If I tell you, you better hook the sucker up. I'm going to tell you hey. right now. Look. In my opinion, my opinion, right? I, I, I would say, the only reason I say D'Angelo is because when you put it all together, it's no different than Mike. Like, when you watch a cat do 10 backhands and then do a, a somersault, and then go dunk a basketball, then have 4-2 speed, and then have great agility. And like I, I looked at him as just almost like the if he was 6 1, ha, boy. Mm. Boy, 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 boy. If he was 6 1, he has all the tools, he has all the instincts to play corner, and he has bite. You know what I mean? You gotta have yeah. you gonna play this position. You know, you gotta have that bite. You gotta have that bite, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to when all eyes are on you, you know what I mean? It starts up front. Yeah. You guys may not get the glory, but true football people know, in order for me to do my job on the back end, it starts up front. No different yeah. than, in order for him to do his job, it starts up front. Right here. You know what I mean? Speaking of, speaking of it starting up front, I know how, look, offense don't flow without the offensive linemen doing their job. And me and Dwight was talking about that before y'all hopped on. Question for Jake and Dwight. Give me the top five offensive linemen that came through tech and put y'all oh, on the spot since Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. Oh, man. Hey, oh, Jake, yeah. I'm going to let you go. By the way, before we answer that question, I think Bud 
said on my podcast that it was D'Angelo, if I'm not mistaken. But go ahead, Jake. I'm gonna let you go because I'm. Oh my you goodness! You need some time to think. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Uh, Top five uh, offensive lineman all time. V Tech. Man, you got to go, Dwayne Brown. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Pine, Billy Connolly. Uh, man, uh, that's the easy three right there. Uh, <laughs> Don't feel like you gotta add Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Dwight. There you go. Me and Dwight. All right, there, there it is. is. There it is. Hey. All right, All right I'm you, gonna man. go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Jay Haygood. Cause he was, was uh, pretty good. Jay Jay left his feet because he was a basketball player tight end, and he had that. He he got he put on some girth, and uh, Coach JB Grimes and uh, and Steinspring put him at tackle. And I see him hold Tony Brackens from Texas, who was one of the best, might be the best end in the country, to half mm -hmm. a tackle in the Sugar Bowl. Wow. I mean, Ooh. hey good, hey good, kick step was smooth. Um, center, goat, Jim Pine, and ain't even a debate. He ripped off a player's face mask one time in practice because he told the scout team guy to, to stop going hard. His name was Dibs. We call him Dibble. He's a real person. He's my guy. He's he was he's tight with Big Rich. God rest Big Rich. So Jim Pine said, "Stop playing around." And the guy kept coming <laughs> off. If you think if you think Jake Grove was nasty, Jim Pine gave you one warning, and he ripped the dude's <laughs> he ripped the face mask off that helmet. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Group strength. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I'm also going to throw in Todd Washington. Todd Washington, I read sure that he played as a true freshman. Um, Todd was a student. I'm not surprised he's a great coach in the NFL. Yeah. Todd, you know, when you get to Tech, you go from high school plays to, you know, you get a book, you know, this thick. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you got to know how to block every front. And Todd came in and he carried on that tradition of great players, man, as far as uh, that center position. He could play center. And both guards, and he can snap, and that's special because everybody can't snap with Warren Sapp coming at you. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? That's three. Oh man, bruh, Mike, why and you then, do this to me? And then um, you and Jake. No, nah, I got. Well, hold on. <laughs> I won't done. Jake Grove, he got to be there. You know, Hall mm -hmm. of Famer, special. I was a fan. I remember coming back seeing Tech, and I was at practice, and Coach Steinspring said. You know, I coach, I love that's my I love Coach Stein screen so much. I get emotional yeah. thinking about him. Coach Stein said, "Big fella," and he pulled me to the side. He said, "See that guy right there?" I said, oh, "Yeah, I saw. I remember he came in." He said, "He going he he could he could be the best ever." And I watched wow. Jake, and Jake never took a playoff because you know when you align oh, yeah. them first them first four periods, uh, you don't feel like doing the, the the steps and hitting the dummy. And Jake was just. <laughs> And the dude holding the dummy was going back. I said, yo, this guy. And then I saw him in the game. And I love this quote because he was like, I'm not here to be your friend. I don't care if you don't like me. I said, right. he got he got that Darth Vader. You know, he like Megatron. <laughs> Megatron mm -hmm. didn't care. Darth Vader, Darth Vader caught up his own son's wrist. You know, he told, <laughs> he, he told Luke, <laughs> Darth Vader told Luke Skywalker, I'm your father. After he cut his hand off. That's how Jake right. Grove was. If you want down with me, jumping down the pipe. That's what happened to Luke mm -hmm. Scott. That's Jake Grove. Yep. So that's yep. Jake Grove, Jay Hoodgood, Jim Pine, Todd Washington, and did I say Dwayne Brown? Yeah, Dwayne mm -hmm. Brown. I remember Sharon Sith told me Dwayne Brown, um, uh, Coach Pyramid, who went to Clemson, um, was at Tech at the time before he left to go to Clemson. And J Dwayne Brown was a defensive lineman or tight end. He was a tight end, I think, a tight end. Tight end. Yeah. Tight end. And, and they told him, if you switch to tackle, you will make millions. 
because he was wow. so he was so athletic. And you know, offensive lineman, when you were tight end, you don't look at it as the sexy position. Right. And then he switched and he became one of the best to ever do it at tech. And he did Damn. and he's doing it in the NFL. So Dwayne Brown's my fifth guy. So that's the hey. I got you, Mike. You got me on that one, but I, I was able to respond. And <laughs> no that's doubt. a little hokey yeah. trivia. It's all good okay. for, you, for the guys on for the guys on the Zoom call. All right, so <laughs> you guys, I warned you about this. We're jumping into hokey trivia, right? So this, I'm going, I'm going to hit you with. You know, I go each one. Um, I'm going to ask you all time. All right, so first question, uh, Ron. Yeah, I'm going to start with you, and then Jake, you next, and Mike, you after him. Virginia Tech scored the most points in the game against an opponent. So this is the most points Tech ever scored in the game against which opponent? Was it against Syracuse in 1999? Was it against East Carolina in 2017? Was it against Akron in 1995? Or what is it, was it against Florida and A&M? So this is the most points. So 50, 60, 70 Syracuse. points. Syracuse. So you Syracuse is your answer, Rayel. And you know what you want to go for a shot at the point total? Was it will you remember? It was 62. Okay, yeah, that's what you said. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And next thing you know, and yep. next thing you know, it's 62 nothing. And Coach <laughs> no. Beamer told me you're done with the media for a little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma still got that table here still. Look right in there, yep. Uh, and next thing you know, it's 62 nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, we'll get banned from the media for a week. Hey, Jake, Jake, who, who are you going with? Was it against Syracuse in 99? Was it against ECU in 2017? Um, I believe that was uh the Cam Phillips, yeah, Cam Phillips and those Cam, guys. Yeah. And uh was it against Akron in 95 or was it against Florida and them? Uh I don't remember us scoring more than that. I'm gonna go with Syracuse. All right. So you're going with Syracuse. And Mike, who you got? Syracuse 99, ECU 2017, Akron 95, or Florida AM in 2004, I believe. Syracuse, 62 points. We beat the brakes <laughs> off them dudes. We beat the brakes. Yo, we did not expect to do that. We put 62 <laughs> points up on them boys and we ain't look back. All right. One more kid, the guy in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is the game. That is the game that uh ironically uh Keith Bullock, one of the best linebackers ever do on a professional and college level, said Mike will never be a Donovan McNabb, and Mike shook him on the way to picking up a big play. But the yeah. correct answer is 95 <clears throat> against Akron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. it, uh, it was my red shirt freshman year. That still is a record for Virginia Tech football. We scored 77 points. Wow. Yes, in a rainstorm, we beat, and the, the their star player for Akron was Jason Taylor, uh, wow. the, all, the all pro that played for the. He was your teammate, right, Jay? Yep. Yep. Yeah, your teammates couple years. Yep. I'm, I'm, I see why he didn't bring it up. Um, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we played, yeah, we won that game 77-27. Al Clark shined that day. Him and Pooms, everybody scored. I might have got a carry. They were terrible. <laughs> yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, yes. all right. <laughs> All right, okay, here we go. Next one. Which, oh, this is going to be fun. Which of the following players is not in the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame? This player is not in the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. Is it Brandon Flowers? Is it Jake Grove? Is it Dwayne Brown, Billy Holsclaw, or Herb Thomas? Uh, 
This player is not in the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. Jake, I will say, well, no, Mike, let's go. You go first. I'm going to say Billy Holesclaw. Okay. Mike's answer is Billy Holesclaw. All right. Who you got, Ronyel? Uh, I'm going to go with Billy as well. That's that's why I was going up with that one. But for some reason, the name just seemed ring of honorish type. <laughs> Holesclaw. Holesclaw. <laughs> Okay. Sound like he was um, a legend. Okay. <laughs> and, and um, Jim. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. Jim. Uh, I mean, not Jim. Sorry. Um, Jake, who you got? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with him. Holes call. Okay. All right. You all are wrong. What? Yeah. Yes, he is in the Hall of Fame. I forgot which year. He was a heck of a player. I actually look. I, I do the trivia. I look these guys up. The person who surprisingly is not in the Hall of Fame is Dwayne what? Brown. What? For real? I've been looking, unless I'm wrong. If, if we have a viewer watching, please correct me, but I researched it. I don't think he's in yet. Hey, I BC. don't think he's <laughs> Wake up. Yeah. You need uh, all yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, you know, man. Or, real or talk is it a case where he was better in, in the pros than he was in college? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, you you can always make yeah. that case. Here's the thing, man. Um, Drake just got it. Like I, Ben Taylor went in with you, Mike, and I remember people saying, "Yo, they were happy for Ben Taylor, who's my guy." But that's always one of them things where it's tough because the Hall of Fame with Virginia Tech is usually two, maybe three football players, tennis, track, a coach, an AD. Yeah. yeah. So it's Kinda. it's it's not like just the football players. So right. Anyway, all right, here we go. In 2006, <laughs> in 2006, in the Chick-fil-A Bowl, Virginia Tech is playing the Georgia Bulldogs. Who was the starting quarterback for the Bulldogs? Was it A, Billy Cunningham, B, Matthew Stafford, C, Josh Freeman, or D, Nate Daniels? Ronyel, I go with you. Who was the starting All right, sorry, sorry, what was that year again? 2006, Chick-fil-A Bowl. Mm -hmm. Ryo, you going first? I'm I'm gonna say I'm a, I'm gonna say uh you say 2006? Yeah, 2000. <laughs> yeah, 2006. <laughs> I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna say Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna say Matthew Stafford. All right, Ryo, you're saying Matthew Stafford. Jake, trying, trying to do the math. Jake, who you got? That's what you were doing. I didn't know what you were doing. I thought that was that Norfolk man. <laughs> <laughs> it was. A young talk man. <laughs> Public school system man. <laughs> man. I don't know if he was there yet. He might It might have been too early, but I'm going to go Matthew Stafford too. I, I, All right. I, I I'm not okay. sure. Okay. All right. So, I'm, so I'm thinking Matthew Stafford's in his 12th season. I mean, he would have had to come out and Oh, 2008. He could have. I don't know, man. I don't think it was. I don't think it was staff. Somebody that has named Daniel. Was yeah, so it's, so just to repeat them, it's Billy Cunningham, Matthew Stafford, Josh Freeman, or Nate Davis. Oh, it's Billy Cunningham. Billy Cunningham. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the correct answer is Matthew Stafford. 
So Billy Cunningham, hold on, hold on, Rangel. Billy Cunningham, Billy Cunningham is a fake name. It's a fake name I made up. Alright, so that was a good one, cuz. Yeah, I just I couldn't think of my trivia, but I remember seeing a guy named Cunningham. Well, maybe because you played across the Red Bulldog, Georgia. You know what? He might be a real name, but like I, I was just like, I need a fourth name. Uh, Josh Freeman played at K State, and Nate Davis. Yeah, was, I eliminated him. Yeah, let Nate me, Davis let, played at Ball State. Let me tell you how I knew it was Stafford, because when I left Minnesota, that next uh, that next year, when we went on sixteen in Detroit, mm-hmm. then picked up that next year. Matthew oh, Stafford. for real? That's why. Oh, I was you was in Detroit, right? Yeah, I was in Detroit. Went on sixteen with them. And my, I didn't know that. But yeah, my second year in Detroit. That's when I hurt my ankle. So I was on the IR. And that's yeah. when, because my first year we went, uh, we had Megatron. When Kidman was our quarterback. Right. We on 16. And then that's how we got Stafford. So that's, got you. let me do the math. 06, 06, okay. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Stafford. Oh, <laughs> Virginia Tech, <laughs> Virginia Tech uh, lost the game. It got out to a 21-6 uh, lead. Uh, yep. Sean Glennon had some late game turnovers, but Virginia Tech should have won that game. Started off red hot. Eddie yeah. Royal caught a long pass. Brendan Hill picked off Matthew Stafford. I think it was a throwback play, but Tech couldn't sustain it. Ended up losing the game. So tough loss, but of course, you know, uh, it wasn't like they lost to a scrub. Uh, Matthew Stafford is killing it right now and ended up Not having a great Public school career. system, baby. <laughs> public All right. System. All right. Three. That's how we're doing it off of public school. <laughs> All right, last, 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 last one. Um, which defensive back ranks seventh all-time with 12 interceptions for the Virginia Tech Hokies? Is it A, Willie Powell, B, Ronyel Whitaker, C, Jerron Hosley, or D, Gene Bunn? This player, this defensive back ranks – Seven. I'm already eliminating Gene Bunn. He sound like he don't even exist. <laughs> Gene, Gene, Gene That's why I love. I love. I love. Sorry. So, the process of elimination. Okay, hold I'm on. I'm gonna get my eyes out the way. Yeah, go ahead. Who I'm gonna got? go with the household name. Willie Powell. Willie Powell. Okay. All right. Mike's going Willie Powell. Jake, who do you got? Man, I, I think I, I think Willie's got more than that. I think he's higher up on the list. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go Ron Yell. Okay. You're going um, – Jake's going Ron Yell. I'm just writing it down. And then, Ron Yell, who you got? I'm going to go with <laughs> – 86 with Leon Sandcastle. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> – Okay, the correct answer is Jerron Hosley. He's tied. He's tied. You don't remember Jerron Hosley? Played with the Giants. He was Giants. With, he's there with David oh, Wilson. Yeah. I, I didn't know he played he with from Flo- Yeah, on, yeah, man. yeah. That's why we do the trivia. Wow. Believe it or not, now you was clowning my homie Gene Bunt. Gene Bunt ranks first all time with 18 yep. interceptions. He was he was on my podcast, the Victory Life Legacy Spot. For real. 18 yep. interceptions. Yeah, and he was a dog. Played with um, 
played with what you call it, uh, the quarterback. Oh my God, how do I not know his name? The head coach of Arizona. Um, the, they play quarterback attack. Bruce Arians. Yeah, yeah, he played okay, with Bruce Arians. Yeah, I got yeah. you with the fake name before because Gene Bunn, you know, yeah, you know, but no, he, <laughs> hey, his record been there since you know back in the day. Willie Powell, Jake, good call on that. He actually has more than twelve. He's fourteen. He has fourteen all-time interceptions. Um, so the correct answer, and Jerron is tied. So I knew that would get you guys. So once again, that's our episode, our segment of Hokie Trivia. Um, this has been a lot of fun, guys, man. This podcast is so dope. Let me just say <laughs> <laughs> Hey, right, feel free to come man, back, man. Yeah, You know we coming back to get you, baby. Yeah, man, look, man. I'm like. We coming back. You know. and Jake, y'all will be back. I'll be back. <laughs> you guys have an awesome platform, man. This is like, I'm, I'm like, man. I, I, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, hey, man, I'm cute. So, I'm still cute. I'm so, I'm still <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Ryan Whitaker, man. Listen, I love it. I re- look before, hey, before we do our Hokey shout outs, you know, um, Mike and so many people call me a great storyteller. I remember seeing Jake on his visit coming back, but with Ryan Yell, it was crazy because Ryan Yell, you know, you guys remember the visits and everything, the recruiting visits. Ryan Yell, for all our viewers that's watching, shout out to all our new subscribers. We are getting there flooding in. We love to support Hokie Nation. You guys ride for your alumni, your players. But I'll say this. Mike and Ron Yell and TP prophesized in my apartment in Collegiate Suites what they were going to do. I remember. Because I had my um, then girlfriend, now my and then my wife, Shanice. I had her Corolla. Shout out, and, <laughs> And um, I was driving Mike and Ron Yell around campus. Now, mind you, I'm 6'5". I'm driving the Corolla with my knees on the dashboard, you know, and I got Mike and all them in the back. But I remember they were all like, we all come in and commit, man. We can take it to the next level and win a championship. And even, even Ron Yell, I remember I was on the field playing in spring game. Mike came up. You guys came up. That was the weekend y'all came. And um, Ron Yell, I don't know if you remember this. You probably do. But Mike, you asked Mike to play about what you do to front. And he was like, uh, and you were like, uh, sack. (laughs) 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 See how you used to play me out? That's how you used to play me out, bro. Because because my whole thing was, I knew what the world saw. Yeah. On a carry. Mm-hmm. But I knew what the world was missing. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come across the world to watch him play at Warwick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I watched him play uh, like sat. this cat right here. <laughs> so when I had a chance to, to be with him outside of the uh, high all-star game, you know what I mean? Like, I was messing with him like this, at, at, whether we was at the amusement park or whatever. Yeah, we went way back. Yeah, we, we I, I was always messing with him, but I always knew that, like, if, if, if we can get this piece right here, because he had just took his visit. To Syracuse. And I remember we came in because he had a basketball game that night. I had a basketball game that night. When we came in, we talked about it, and the other cat that ended up going to UVA, um, I ain't gonna get into that, but oh yeah, yo, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we was on the visit with that too, with him too, and, and all us like, you know, and, <laughs> and uh <laughs> things where I was like, look, man, I I, I know what people heard about Ronald Curry. Ronald Curry is all of that, trust me. But y'all have no idea about this other cat that's coming in here that a lot of y'all may not even know. You know what I mean? And, and that's 
when people when, when we actually got out there and it exploded in 99 where our offense was what 480 points that year like yeah man 40 points per game you know what i mean like that that was unreal and good year well my grandfather said michael vick is the best quarterback i've ever seen right then i knew it was my grandfather grew up with the, uh, uh Joe name but like greats you know what i mean yeah and when he said this about a kid that's 18 19 years old my grandfather i was like told y'all hey uh, <laughs> you know that no doubt no no so i mean it's been a blessing man so this has been another great show but before we we sign off man let's give our hokey shout outs man i'm gonna go first um again just a reminder for those watching and you guys on right now we always want to show hokey's love it could be an alumni it could be a coach it could be a hokey doing something great and coaching, whatever it is, man. My Hokie shout out, going back to the West Virginia game, you know, we don't do more victories like Ron Yell said, but I want to say this kid had a little bit of a slump last year, but he had a, he's off to a great start this year. He's also from the 757. I'm going to shout out Tavion Robinson. Um, he oh, caught yeah. that touchdown pass, you know, mm-hmm. last year he had a couple of month punts. They took him off punt return this year. He's had some great returns so far. Um, I love his attitude. I love the way he's playing. Um, you know, I think he's in, on pace right now for a special season, and he's a playmaker. And I'm 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 always going to be an offensive guy, but I was thinking about who I wanted to shout out. You know, I wanted to go with Tavon Robinson. So, shout out to Tavon, man. Get those guys back on track this week for Richmond. Um, Jake, you who you got, boss? Man, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out a, a couple of coaches I had. Uh, at Virginia Tech, uh, Coach Brian Steinspring and uh, uh, Coach Mike Gentry. Without those two guys, man, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now, and I wouldn't have accomplished the things that I did. Uh, they definitely will be special to me my whole life, and and I appreciate everything that they uh, they did and everything they stand for. Yes, sir. I love those guys too, man. Gosh, I love those guys. Ron Yale, who you got, hey, babe? I'm a, I'm gonna uh, start out with. Uh, some coaches first, then I'm gonna get into my my, my DBU guys because I, I love those guys. You know what I mean. But from the begin from the beginning to the end, it's, it's of course Coach Stasper who gave me the opportunity. You know what I mean. I I, I look at him like extended part of the family. Uh, uh, the same thing with Ricky Bustle. Ricky Bustle, I took parts from him, uh, learning how to not bite on double moves. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, and things and that grew me into the NFL. You know, uh, of course Mike. You know, just them late night talks in the dorm room and, and all of that stuff, those hitting the, hitting the uh, alarm clock in the morning when it's negative, <laughs> he's out, you, you know what I mean? And, yep. and uh, using all our computer ink, <laughs> Charles Woodson oh. and all our idols and all of that. So <laughs> it, it all stemmed from all of that until, until the guys I'm about to name now, the uh, Eric Green, Willie Powell, Austin, Jimmy Williams, D'Angelo Hall, Garnell Wiles, uh, Anthony Midget, Lauren Johnson, Keon Carpenter, uh, uh, Corey Moore, Ant, uh, Anthony Midget, Vincent Fuller, uh, uh, Billy Hardy, Damn. just just all those guys that was part of that DBU that that helped me in my process because I took something from all of them, whether it was upper class or lower classmen, behind me or in front of me or whatever, it really didn't matter. So shout out to all those guys, big fella Dwight. Always been a big bro, man, back then to now. Jake, you've always just been one of those personalities where no matter how crazy I was, you were able to deal with You was able to deal with it. <laughs> so, There's a lot of shout-outs, just not the four guys on this screen, but just those people that I named. But at the same time, the list goes on and on. 
on everybody had a part of this. So thank you to everybody. Really appreciate it. No doubt, bro. You, bro. Yeah, you know it's all love. Same to you, Jake, oh, yeah. and you, big cuz. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the time, and I like the fact that Ryan and and Dwight and you, Jake. We, you know, we we keep it 100 about you know the people that we got love for, and, and whether it's players or coaches. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand the coaching family. I'm gonna shout out Coach Bingo, man, because without Coach Bingo, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Without Coach Bingo, we wouldn't have our brotherhood. Um, Without Coach Beamer, you know, the opportunity to play in, in Sugar Bowls and, and Orange Bowls and the national championship game wouldn't have been there. We wasn't always the most uh, tolerated or, you know, we didn't always have our head on our shoulders, but he was patient with us. You know, he gave us the benefit of the doubt, fair and firm, and, and treated us like men. And uh, it was times that we did Wednesday mornings and we was chastised, got in trouble. But we always stuck together, man. We always found a way to laugh and cry together. And he always told us we had to do the things the right way. And I think that stuck with us. And we all be, we all been successful for years. And like I say, man, we still here to this day, man, having a true brotherhood conversation. Yep. And that means a lot. So shout out to Coach Bingham for keeping us together. Absolutely. No doubt. Thank you, baby. Those are some great Frankie shout outs, baby. man. Frankie I love baby. it. Hey, I love it. I love it. I still roll my papers up like Coach Beaver. See this right here? I still <laughs> roll them up. Right now, man, you got to get in there and you got to get a little Love you, Hey, hey man, I love y'all, bro. Hey, Coach hey. Love y'all, man. Love, love, love. Awesome, appreciate man. it, guys. Love. Yeah, so look, Do real again. quick, man. Just want to tell everybody, Hokie Nation, we love you. We appreciate like we say every weekend. We do this, man. Go Hokies. Go Hokies. Like it. Go Hokies. Go Hokies.